so much about COVID-19 being shared on television and in newspapers and on social media and in newscasts and on the internet, it's so easy for us to be sucked into the whirlwind of information spinning around us. How do we separate fact from fiction? Who's right and who's wrong? What are we to do? Where are we to turn? Why is this happening to us? The chaos and confusion only fuels our anxieties and fears and has us crying out in despair. When will all this end? This is exactly why we need to feed our faith by spending time in the Word of God and in prayer each and every day. We must have this solid foundation in these troublesome times. We must have this plumb bob in order to keep everything in proper perspective. We must have this standard of truth by which we can align our convictions and priorities. No other. That's the title I've chosen for today's lesson. Why? Because I believe those two words, no other, sum up the fundamental basic convictions that governed the early church. As I search the New Testament scriptures, I see five foundational principles that govern the lives of the apostles and the early Christians. And it's these same five no others that we must cling to in our topsy-turvy world today. Number one, no other gods but God. The first foundational principle that kept the early Christians in line was the conviction that there are absolutely no other gods but God himself. This is the first principle because it is the first and foremost of all principles. Isn't that why the Ten Commandments begins? You shall have no other gods before me. This basic conviction is at the very core of our relationship with God. When one of the Jewish leaders asked Jesus, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus replied, the most important one is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only God. And you must love him with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. To which the Jewish religious leader responded, Sir, you've spoken a true word in saying that there's only one God and no other. No other gods but God. One of the foundational convictions that governed the lives of the early disciples was this deep belief that there are absolutely no other gods but God himself. He was number one in their lives. Nothing else came before him. No one else was above him. What about us? Are we truly convinced that there are no other gods but God himself? Can we honestly say that we have no other gods in our lives before or above the one true God? Perhaps the two most reliable indicators of whether or not this conviction is true in our lives is our calendar and our checkbook. How we spend our time and how we spend our money. We would do well to do a self-evaluation on those two. Where are we investing the most of our time and energy? Where are we investing the resources, the financial resources that we have? How we spend our time, how we spend our money. Those two indicators, perhaps more than any others, show what is really first and most important in our lives. No other gods but God.
Number two, no other condition but sin. The second foundational principle that kept the early Christians in line was the conviction that there's absolutely no other condition within humankind's heart but sin. Simply put, these early Christ followers were convinced that their family members, friends, neighbors, work associates, schoolmates, whoever else may have been in their circle of influence who did not know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, these people were lost, condemned, and bound for eternal damnation in hell. They knew that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They knew that there's no one righteous. No, not one. They knew that the wages of sin is death. But they not only knew it in their heads, they knew it in their hearts. They let this truth permeate every area of their thoughts, words, and actions. They had a burning conviction within of the lostness of humankind. And out of this conviction was born the motivation to share the good news with others. No other condition but sin. What about us? Are we truly convinced that our lost family and friends are really lost, condemned, and bound for eternal damnation in hell? I'm afraid that the 21st century church is living in a bit of a fog. And this fog has convinced us that we've already found all the lost who can be found. This fog has convinced us that those outside of Christ, well, they're not really lost. After all, a loving God wouldn't really send anyone to hell. This fog has convinced us that our lost family and friends don't actually even want to be bothered with the gospel. Oh, how we need to pray that God would remove this fog and open our eyes to see this world as He sees it. Lost. In fact, let's pause right now. I'd just like to pray about that. God, would you open our eyes, please? Would you remove this fog? Would you help us to see this world as you see this world? lost. May we have a passion, a burning desire within us that just motivates us to share the good news with those around us who don't know Jesus. May we see their lostness as it truly is. May we understand how urgent, how serious this is. So remove the fog and open our eyes and create in us a love and a compassion for others, for the lost, to be found just like you have. That's our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. No other condition but sin. Number three, no other Savior but Jesus. The third foundational principle that kept the early Christians in line was the conviction that there's absolutely no other Savior but Jesus Christ alone. And where did these first disciples get this conviction? From Jesus Himself. He taught this truth over and over again during the three years of His ministry. The minds of His followers were saturated with this truth that He alone is essential for salvation. That in Him alone do people have new life as a gift from God. That in Him alone is forgiveness of sins. That right standing with God can only come by His grace and not by human merit. It was Jesus Himself who said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And that leaves no room for doubt. There is no other Savior but Jesus. 
Isn't that why the apostles' preaching and teaching rang out with this conviction? In Acts 4, verse 12, Peter proclaimed, And there's salvation in no one else but Jesus, for there's no other name under heaven that's been given among people by which we must be saved. God has provided the world no other alternative for salvation. The Apostle John wrote, God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life. That's pretty clear, isn't it? No other Savior but Jesus. What about us? Are we truly convinced that there is no other way to be saved from sin and have eternal life in heaven but through Jesus Christ alone? Are we proclaiming this conviction loud and clear? Accept Jesus and you will be saved. Reject Jesus and you will be damned. Or have we watered down the gospel to some kind of an ear-tickling, politically correct, less offensive message? No other Savior but Jesus. Number four, no other plan but Christians. The fourth foundational principle that kept the early Christians in line was the conviction that there's absolutely no other plan for the world to hear the good news but Christians. The words of Jesus rang in their ears, Go and make disciples of all nations. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. You will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. So these early believers were deeply convinced that it is God's unswerving purpose that the lost be found. And furthermore, they realized that if this was to be accomplished, each individual Christian must devote himself or herself to actively sharing the good news about Jesus. God has no other plan. The Apostle Paul put it this way in 2 Corinthians 5, verses 19 and 20. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to Himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And He gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making His appeal through us. He has no other plan. What about us? Are we truly convinced that there's absolutely no other plan God uses in order for this lost world to hear the gospel except through us? We better believe it because it's true. No other plan but Christians. Number five, no other hope but heaven. The fifth foundational principle that kept the early Christians in line was the conviction that there's absolutely no other hope to cling to but the promise of eternal life in heaven. <clears throat> Why were the first disciples so eager and willing to sacrifice their time, talent, and treasures, even their very lives for Jesus' sake? Because they clung to the steadfast hope that the best is yet to come. They sincerely trusted Jesus' promise that He would return for them. They firmly believed that God was preparing a place of eternal reward. Simply put, they were willing to endure the hardships of this earthly life in exchange for the blessings of everlasting life. At the very end of his life, the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, I fought the good fight, I finished the race, I've kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for His appearing. You see, Paul had a proper view of the transiency of this earthly life. He had his feet on the earth, but his heart was in heaven. No other hope 
What about us? Are we truly convinced that there's absolutely no other hope to cling to but the promise of eternal life in heaven? Are we watching and waiting for the Lord's return with a great anticipation, with a sense of expectation? This could be the very day that Jesus comes again. No other hope but heaven. No other. I believe those words. No other. Sum up the fundamental basic convictions that govern the early church. As I search in the New Testament scriptures, I see five foundational principles that, that govern the lives of the apostles and the early Christians. And it's these same five no others that we must cling to in our topsy-turvy COVID-19 world today. No other gods but God. No other condition but sin. No other Savior but Jesus. No other plan but Christians. No other hope but heaven. May these convictions be our convictions. And may they make a noticeable difference in our lives, especially as we navigate through these difficult COVID-19 days.